Welcome to the Whiskey Rebellion. This is David Silken in Edinburgh, joined by Frank Hogan, who's back in town. Frank. I'm back, baby. Well, welcome home. <laughs> Thank you very much. I arrived the other day. I'm home for the holidays and thrilled to be here and uh, really pleased to be sitting across the table, table from yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. The past, past six months has been, uh, been, been a challenge to do the show with all the things you've been doing at, at Monticello and, and all the things going on here and time zones and nonsense, so it's good to... Do it the old-fashioned way. It is. It is. We're going to have to consider how things go, how we handle things going forward when you're in Florida, but we will yeah, cross gonna, that bridge. Yeah, we're going to have to cross the mid-Atlantic and, you know, yeah. in opposite directions <laughs> over the summer. I don't know how that's going to happen, but we'll figure figure that out. Well, listeners, um, if you're listening to this, we have now made it to episode 250, which is a remarkable number of episodes over the past seven, almost seven years. Yeah. So, um, uh, I... One thing I've learned in my during my time in Charlottesville is that uh, the upcoming 250th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, which is unsurprisingly something that people at Monticello yeah, they care about. are very interested in, is called the semi-quincentennial. And so this is uh, our semi-quincentennial episode. episode. Okay. <laughs> our 250th episode. Congratulations, Dave. Congratulations. That, that, I'll, I will let you say that word because I'm not sure I can pronounce that. I'm That's... wondering... And if, if there are any listeners out there who've listened to all 250 episodes, first of all, thank you. Yes, secondly, thank you. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> yes, thank you and apologies. Um, identify yourselves. Um, that would be interesting to know. Yes, we'll get um, a special certificate printed up for both of you who listened <laughs> all, of, all, of, all of the episodes. Hello, Mimi. <laughs> yes, thank you, Mimi. Um, and, and, and other listeners who may have... Uh, foolishly listened to all 250 episodes. If I, can, if I, if I may, uh, and as you know, Mimi from Edinburgh is one of our most loyal listeners, and uh, she's well known to both of us. Um, she uh, called me to task recently about my uh, jocular tone in talking about her policing my treatment of David. <laughs> Uh, she was very, very serious about this, saying, no, 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 I listen to make sure you don't bully David because you need to be nice to, to David. And uh, she wanted to make clear to me, and thus I'm making clear to you, the listeners and her, that I heard that. And so that I'm, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'll try to be nice to you, David, in the next well, 250 episodes. <laughs> well, Mimi, thank you for, for devoting uh, 10 days of your life. Um <laughs> To, to making sure that I'm only moderately bullied on the podcast, so that's that's good. Um, so we thought we'd use this episode to sort of reflect on on 250 episodes and, and and things we've done well and things we've done sort of less well and our memories of of, of all of this and uh, and think about the future. Yes, if we were a slicker operation, we'd be able to play clips from the past 250 episodes. We are not, not that slick, so no, we won't no. be doing it. And, and I have not gone back and listened to any of the two previous 249 episodes because that's painful. So uh, I'm doing this based on, on memory. But let's talk about the, the origins of the show, Frank, for those people who, who don't remember seven years ago who, or who weren't listening to this show then. Where, where did this show come from? And for those of you, who are, our first episode was... Um, in January of, of 20, um, well, it was right after the Trump inauguration, so 2017. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, the, the, the kind of proximate, uh, the kind of catalyst that, that, that resulted, in, that caused us to start this, I suppose, uh, our, our origin story 
is was the Trump election and trying to provide some historical context for events. And that, that was the premise of the thing, uh, particularly our perspective as Americans, but as U.S. historians in particular mm. who happen to be outside of the United States. So the kind of premise of the show um, uh, was that. Uh, it grew out of the MOOC we did. Remember MOOCs? Yes, there's like massive a, open online courses. That, that was supposed to be the future. And it yes. turns out we were at the <laughs> at the end of that as a as a phenomenon. That's really. right. So we we with colleagues, uh, particularly Fabian Hilfrich and and uh, Robert Mason, our colleagues in, here in Edinburgh, did a, a MOOC, a massive open online course on the history of presidential elections and the build up to the 2016 election. And there were discussions as part of that MOOC. I think we had discussion sessions that were that were were recorded, and we did one right after the election with all four of us. Mm. And, and um, so I, I guess that was the the kind of prehistory of this, yeah. the precedent for it. But we, in in the aftermath of the election, thought, well, we want to do something because these seem to be unprecedented. We kept hearing language about unprecedented times, et cetera, et cetera. And we wanted to kind of test that notion and also kind of respond to that. I will say I'm happy we didn't just become a Trump po- podcast. Mm. I think we kind of moved beyond that. And I think that was good. We've often had to speak about... We spoke, you know, we the, the, much of the history of this podcast coincided with the Trump presidency. So, of course, we did deal with uh, President Trump and and things Trump related. But it's not just. I'm glad we don't. Yeah, I'm glad it's not a Trump podcast. I, I, I or we move beyond that. And I think that was good for 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 the podcast. Mm. I think it would have become pretty tedious uh, very quickly if we had been. What's your What's your recollection? Yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, as part of that move, we 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 did an election night. Um, a series of live things trying to sort of uh, provide, provide commentary about, about the election as it was unfolding. And I remember us sort of fumbling through that, trying to sort of make sense of things in real time and, um, you know, walking out of, of that that uh, experience in the student union kind of shell-shocked. You know, I, I think we all walked in with some, a set of expectations about what it is we were going to say and what how things were, were going to unfold. And... Um, and we were phenomenally wrong, which I think is a, probably a good uh, indication about our ability to predict the future or even the present. We um, weren't alone in that, though. No, no, to be sure. Said. Yeah, we, we, we had some good company by people who uh, didn't didn't get the, the didn't get that election right. Um, you know, and I think one of the, the things that that. You know, I liked about the the, the MOOC uh, was that you know, we were trying to make history relevant to the, the question of the president. I mean, the, the the issue that we were sort of wrestling with in the MOOC was how do we look at historical elections and how does that sort of inform the election that was um, unfolding at the time. Um, but it was also a whole lot of work. I remember the MOOC and the the, the filming just took forever, and there was a lot of faff about it that that that, that seemed uh, not necessarily great use of, of time or energy and so I thought you know the, the thing that struck me about a, a podcast is that it would do all the good things the MOOC did without all of the necessary you know hair and makeup that, that goes into uh, <laughs> uh, quite literally um, and if anybody's seen David and I hair and makeup are not our strengths no no clearly, <laughs> clearly we have a face for radio um, although I think you're right David I think that that is uh, I'm glad you reminded me of that because the 
the re- recording those sessions for the MOOC uh, was a lot of work. And it's not that the, the podcast is different. It is work. We do, <laughs> believe it or not, we do prepare. Um, and, and we put in a lot of effort and thought, but it is kind of, okay, it, you know, we recorded in pubs in the beginning, and that was yes. the conceit, right? Was, uh, that, that didn't work very well. It was too the loud. Audio it was too loud. <laughs> but, but the point was we wanted it to be conversational. Mm. So to some extent, what we wanted to capture was the kind of spirit of some of the conversations that we have. And yeah. I think we've more or less managed to do that. It's one reason why our production values are such as they are, because it really <laughs> is. Well, it's kind of a hot take, right? Yes, and, and, sure. and we don't. Heavily edit. We don't re-record things in most cases. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of, we, we, we uh, well, it might help to tell people what we do. We often, several days before the podcast, sometimes a week before if, if we're well enough organized, um, we talk about possible to- topics. We read up on those topics, but we don't, we don't Is kind it? of correspond or talk well in advance. We have a brief chat, usually 15 or 20 minutes before we start recording about how we're going to tackle mm. it in a given week. But it's basically a conversation, yeah. and and it, it I won't say it's a hot take, but by comparison with all the kind of work that went into recording those short segments for the MOOC, these are both longer, usually forty five minutes to an hour, but also less rehearsed and less structured as a result. Maybe that works, maybe it doesn't. I think it works for us, and, yeah. and we're very grateful to our um, band of devoted listeners. listeners yeah, <laughs> you know, and it keeps us out of trouble. Um, yeah, you know, we're going to be ranty about these things in the pub, so we might as well, you know. Record it for the benefit of all the other people who want to listen to it. Do you have uh, episodes that come to mind uh, thinking about the past 249 episodes that, that uh, are particularly memorable for you? Um, I really like it when we do the kind of countdown episodes of like predicting stuff, like whether it's pop culture mm. or sports. I like that when we've talked about the history of baseball. Yes, we've done a couple episodes yeah. of baseball. That and really enjoyed, and yeah. yeah, those have kind of become a tradition around opening day. I like those. I've enjoyed, we don't have as many guests as maybe we should. Mm. And maybe I think we are going to have to kind of have the Whiskey Rebellion 2.0 when you go back to the States mm. and I return here. Uh, next summer, we're gonna have to think about how we do things going forward, and maybe we should have more interviews. Yeah, uh, because I have enjoyed the interview episodes. We just haven't done that many of them, um, and I've enjoyed it when we've um, kind of responded to breaking events. Now, those events always haven't been pleasant events, but I think we have. Yeah, you very rarely are breaking events. Good news. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but but I've, I I I like. I hope we've been a- we've been able to help people think about events and provide a little bit of context mm. for them. Um, so so in terms of specifics, um, sorry, that's not really the answer to your question. I'm giving you types of episodes. No, no, that's I'd fine. Like. Um, what about you? Well, I, I I really liked our live episodes. Yeah, um, and we've done five or six of those. Um, yeah, there we was, should do one before we go. Before, before you go, back. to be sure. And there, yeah, there's a couple in particular that come to mind. There was one that we did uh, in the Anatomy Lecture Theater. I want to say that was part of the there was during the Edinburgh Festival. It was, and it was right after it was in response to uh, the the incidents in Charlottesville. That's right. It was in and, the summer and, of two thousand seventeen, and, and I think that was a, a fascinating um, uh, episode in terms of, of of talking to to the general public and, um, and 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 thinking about about you know what this means. And we did some with the History Society that that I really enjoyed. And that that worked quite good. 
Um, you know, the ones we've done where we've had some some you know guests guests on the show, whether we had had had, had Hillary Green, we've had Joanne Friedman, we've had Ben Park, we've had a lot of other people, and that's always been 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 fun. Uh, in terms of specific episodes, there are some that that jumped out to me looking back at, at some of the um, old ones. There's one called Molasses Flood that's uh, <laughs> about industrial accidents that was that I really enjoyed doing. There's one about summer vacation that was fun. That's episode two fourteen. There's one about fads, which was episode two hundred. That's called Swallowing Goldfish. Uh, that's a good, good time. Uh, we had an episode about UFOs. Uh, that was great. Good. We had an episode one twenty one, so about half of our lifetime ago. That was uh, about the beginning of the pandemic. Wow, it's that long ago. Gosh. Um, you know, and so thinking about the history of the podcast, you know, if there is, you know, the, uh, that, that sort of falls right in the middle um, uh, is, is when, and that was uh, the episode, and if you look, go back and, and if you want to go back and listen to old episodes, uh, you know, we, we have one about the beginning of the, the pandemic and thinking about, you know, uh, what this is going to mean. Then we have a series of ones about lockdown and what that's going to look like. Um, and obviously that, that, that was a, a definitive moment in the, the history of the past seven years, uh, if not the history of the podcast. Uh, so, so there's some interesting ones to put I can't back. believe we've been doing this for seven years. Yes. <laughs> it, it's, it, you know, at, in, in podcast years, so podcast years are like dog years, right? So that's, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty old as, as podcasts go. If we think about, you know, other history podcasts, there's some that are, that are older than us, but, but. There's been also lots of ones that have, have come and gone in the time that we've done this, um, which I think is fascinating. Um, I mean, it's also interesting to think of what big themes have come out of the past 249 episodes. Um, obviously, we've done lots of been Trump and Trump adjacent things. We've done lots about the sort of health of democracy and what how healthy the American democracy is. And, and, and I think the verdict we've had in, in a variety of different ways as you you think it's healthier than I do um. yeah healthy might be an exaggeration I I think you think it's more resilient maybe I, yeah maybe I, that's it that's it <laughs> and, and I, I think um, I mean let's face it uh, this is a bit of a performance and so we're adopting personas to some extent but they're based in reality so I think I'm slightly more optimistic than you is that fair at least about American politics. Okay. Maybe not necessarily about life in general. I think, uh, you know, dispositionally, I think I may, well, who knows. Um, but I think, you know, we've talked also a lot about, about questions about violence and how violence fits into American history. That seems to show up a lot, whether that's talking about guns, talking about the history of violence against politicians or, or what have you. Um, and school and education obviously has come up a lot, whether that's talking about higher education, uh, K-12 public schools, um, you know, education in general, and the ways and what how history gets taught, and I think it's obviously obviously been a bit big big theme. Um, and you know, I'm imagining that that you know, hopefully going forward, we're going to sort of both can go back to these themes, but also some come back to some some, some new new ideas too. It would be interesting to hear from listeners uh, if they have favorite episodes. Mm. But also, what themes we haven't covered that they'd like to hear us cover? Because because a number of times over the course of the past seven years, occasionally we've asked listeners for what we'd like, what they'd like us to talk about, and they've come up with some pretty good topics. So so 
Um, it would, maybe we should put out another call right now. Uh, say, you know, if you've got any ideas or anything, you, any topics you'd like us to talk about, please let us know. And some listeners have gotten in touch with either me or you directly sure. and done that. And we really appreciate that. We welcome that contact. Um, so so I, I, yeah. you, that's a very good summary. But I think if there are things you've expected us to cover or would like us to cover and we haven't, uh, let us know. So you know, not only is this our 250th episode, it's, this is actually also pretty much the... the 20th anniversary of podcasts as a medium, which I think is phenomenal because I still think of podcasts as being a sort of a new form, but to me it's 20 years old is clearly... And they a, uh, kind of outlasted MOOCs, obviously. <laughs> and, you know, um, so, so tell us the history of the podcast, David. Uh, so um, the, the first, suppose the, the origin story of podcasts really begins uh, with, with Adam Curry. Do you, know, do you remember Adam Curry? No, there's no reason why. See, he was an MTV VJ back in the 90s, back when MTV used to show music videos. Uh, and he had a, a online sort of radio program, and he wanted to figure out a way to get that online radio program onto his brand new device, called an iPod. The iPod was invented or first introduced, I should say, in, in 2001. And in 2000, in January of 2004, Adam Curry wanted to get a way to get his radio program onto people's iPods. Um, and he worked with a tech guy, a guy named David Weiner, and they developed a technique for pushing, using RSS feeds, uh, uh, this you know, MP3 radio program onto, onto people's iPods. Uh, and so that's really sort of seen as being the first, um, the the beginning of, of podcasting as a genre. Uh, the word podcast gets introduced the following month in a Guardian article. Um, and so, and then it takes off pretty quickly from then. Uh, so it's it's only a, it's an intriguing that that actually, you know, it's not something that, that even though it's named after an Apple product, Apple took actually a year before they said, oh, actually this is something we want to endorse and, and incorporate it into our, our technology. Uh, it really began from people wanting to figure out how to use this this new technology. Who coined the the, the actual word? Do, do do we know? Oh, it's I I probably can look it up. It's the guy who wrote the Guardian article in in, in February of two thousand four. Because it's a great word. Because of course it it evokes broadcast. broadcast yes. At the same time, but uh, and I was wondering. In fact, I was driving the other day uh, in the U.S. and I was listening to a podcast. Mm. Um, which I often do when I drive, and I thought, oh, I rarely listen to the radio now if I'm in the car. I mm. often listen to mu either music, my own music selections um, from my phone, or podcasts. And I don't think podcasts have killed broadcast radio, but they've certainly changed the kind of landscape. Oh, I think to be sure, at least in, I think there's still a, a variety of, of AM conservative talk radio where they have live callers and those kinds of things that are still... Um, important part of the the media market, but but I think you're you're right. I mean, one of the things that's happening, thinking about the twenty years of histories of podcasts, is is that the medium has changed, right? That, um, I think for the first decade, uh, podcasts were actually a lot of them were kind of like ours, right? I think we're, we're kind of a throwback in that way. <laughs> it, ours is not artisanal no, podcast. We we'll, we'll do it old school, <laughs> but in as much as you know, it was a a sort of, uh, you know, people would record stuff and post it online and, and, and you know, there, there wasn't the sort of corporatization of podcasting and, and the big media players were beginning to enter into the field. Um, 
but but you know it's really I think in that sort of second half of the history of podcasting that it be, has become you know a very different place in terms of the the, the landscape of it. You know if we think about um, you know Spotify getting big into podcasting in starting in two thousand uh, you know, twenty nineteen. Um, if we think about you know podcast companies, things like Gimlet, which I guess was purchased by Spotify. Uh, if we think about Serial as being sort of the first really sort of maybe the big first big um, viral podcast in terms of something that, that 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 really crossed over and had you know got got media attention beyond the sort of the podcast sphere um, and that was really the breakthrough for true crime podcasts which of course kind of still, still dominate, dominate podcasting, yeah, no, just, yeah. but also I, I think showed that you know podcasts weren't just ephemeral and, and it was the first kind of long-form narrative podcast wasn't it really oh so i may not have been the first it was the first one that really hit it big oh yeah i think it's in terms of the first one that really um you know it got a bunch of journalism awards and, and got to be seen as sort of a legit you know and i think the, the 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 podcast world before and after serial i think has been been fundamentally different um you know, and so thinking about cereal, that's in October of uh, 2014, and uh, the Whiskey Rebellions in January of 2017. So you know, we're we're, we're uh, siblings. Um, <laughs> sure, we are. <laughs> well, you know, notice like cereal hasn't uh, had had new seasons recently, um, and we have. Um, so, <laughs> well, I mean, I think we're one of one of the I think issues that podcasting has is thinking about so sort of how how does this become sustainable? What does it you know, look like over time? Is it a um, medium that that is profitable? I mean, I think there are a number of efforts to try to figure out ways to make money with podcasts, and obviously we're not we're losing money with podcasts, but. Um, you know, people who have tried to make it a profitable endeavor, you know, most of them don't, um, both for the corporations that make them and the people who are doing the podcasting. It's it's hard to make a living at it. Yes. In seven years, you've never heard an advert on this podcast. <laughs> no, we've, we've, we've never had any. I was always hoping that like HelloFresh or some kind of mattress company or something would, you know. Give us, give us a call, but uh, that that's never happened. Um, but that's fine. Um, uh, mostly, um, <laughs> you know. And, but but thinking about like how how to commercialize these things, it's been a real uh, issue, but uh, for for the medium as a whole, in terms of trying to make sense of uh, of how do you uh, uh, you know make make this work as a as an industry. Well, and and now what we've got, I think, is we have a lot of pretty high profile very successful podcast mm. with lots of listeners that are basically the products of media companies mm. either media companies produce them or media companies have acquired them. And I suppose lots of little podcasts like ours that have devoted bands of li small numbers mm. of listeners. And we're very, very grateful. We were talking before we came on the air of what we like most. And one of the things I would say is our listeners, because they oh, do get sure. in touch. You know, we've got sort of between three and 500 listeners Per, per episode and and we think that's worth doing yeah, yeah um, sure. and, and we we really really value them and the feedback we get and and I'm always surprised that we encounter you know I encounter listeners in not weird places just in my daily life in and, the grocery uh, store you're walking yeah. through and they get recognized <laughs> yeah, are you the guy yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so really appreciate that yeah. but but I think that's a model it's not a sustainable model. Like we couldn't do this for our job. 
We need to up our game or something. But, but, but we do this as a, as a kind of outgrowth of our outgrowth, jobs, yeah. and and that's fine. And yeah. and we have We're not formally sponsored by our by any institution, but we have institutional support in the sense that we have employment mm. that allows us to to, to, pay to do this, yeah. uh, which is great. But but those seem to be the two models of podcasts. One's mm. much more successful than the other, but. Um, you know, hopefully there's one of the great things about podcasts, I think, is there's space in the world and the Internet makes yeah. this possible for All enterprises kinds. like ours. That's right. And, and, you know, I think it, it is there's a democratization. I think that that, you know, I think we're in a great age of, of um, democratic access to, to media in a way that, that humanity's never seen before, where anybody can get their word out to as big an audience as is willing to listen to them, whether that's in podcasts or in blogs or in Whatever. Uh, I mean, David, if you think about it this way, in seven years, and I don't know how many downloads we're at now, I should have checked this before we came on, but it will, far more people have listened to this podcast, even if it's Mimi listening multiple times, <laughs> 50 times, than will read anything we've written, probably. That is undoubtedly the case. So in terms of reaching an audience, this is this is a really interesting and attractive medium that's also a comment on mm, academic publishing yes. as well. <laughs> Although, listeners, if you want to pre-order Frank's book, which is coming out in February, that's always a good you know Christmas gift. You can put in a little you know image saying you know this will arrive in February uh, for or you know early Valentine's Day. Thank you, Dave. President's Day gifts. Um, love all your loved ones. Um, yeah, you know, I, th I think it, it, it's interesting. I'm very curious to see both what happens to to our podcast in, in the in the future, but also what happens to podcasting as in the future. Because I think it's a it's a fascinating. Well, will it disappear? Will it disappear? Do you think? Um, I, I don't think it's going to disappear the way the MOOCs have disappeared because that's I think those are dead. Um, but I think as a medium, I think it's very very healthy right now. Um, I think it there it, there's no trying to figure out how to monetize it in a way that makes sense. Um. But uh, I think, uh, you know, if you look at the number of podcasts that get downloaded, I think it's in some ways it's more popular than many social media companies. Um, you know, I think because people have, have things they like to listen to and, and uh, you know, um, I think there's might, might be a, a long, I think it's going to evolve in, in a variety of ways and ways we can't predict, but I, I think there's a future for it. What do you think? It's, as I say, because it's a kind of um, fusion mm. of traditional broadcasting with, um, it's a little bit like, you know, now we can curate everything, right? Mm. You don't have to watch what network TV is giving you. You can choose to watch old reruns of your favorite program, if that's your thing, or whatever the latest new thing is on Netflix or whatever streaming service you use, for mm. example. So we're, we're in a situation now where we're used to curating what we consume mm. um, in really, really interesting ways. And it's... In very niche ways. In very niche ways. And I'm not sure that's necessarily good for the culture in certain ways. I think the political polarization we've mm. seen is partially a result of this because you can you can listen to and consume media and, and, and entertainment that really suits your particular interests and then you're only interacting with people who The echo chamber is... Right. So... so there's that. But I also think that's a strength of it. And and the fact that, you know, you can listen to your favorite podcast or your second or third favorite podcast while you're walking the dog or doing the dishes, you know, 
makes it a really adaptable and um, attractive medium. I mm. think people really enjoy listening to things. Um, and so I think there's a kind of, there's a hybridization between traditional broadcasting. So look, radio is still always going to exist for as long as people need to listen to live news and live sporting events and certain live things. And radio is more than 100 years old. Right. Yes. Um, but I think podcasting as a kind of subset and a kind of hybrid product mm. of traditional broadcast media and amateurs like us, mm. um, is, I, I think it should thrive. I mean, but of course, as anyone knows who's listened to the previous 249 episodes, we're terrible prognosticators. So oh, we, sure. we've probably just sounded the death knell of podcasts. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, the fact that Apple, when they introduced this product in, in 2001, the, the iPod, they didn't recognize that this would be a thing, right? That, that people had to, you know, I think that sort of speaks to, to how, how the technology can change in, in weird and, in, in unexpected ways. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, we'll, we will see whether there is the future for this thing, but there clearly has been a bit of past and it's been... Uh, I mean, do you, do you listen to podcasts? Well, I listen to lots of podcasts. Right. I, there's yeah, there's very rarely a time when I'm not listening to podcasts or, you know, things that are podcast adjacent. I mean, sometimes what the gulf is between radio and podcast right now seems, um, that that gulf seems to have evaporated, right? I mean, I think the, you know, there was a point, or, you know, in the first 10 years of podcasting, which there were podcasts and then there were radio programs and those were two different genres. You know, now when I listen to This American Life, that's a radio program, but I think more people listen to it as a podcast right. now than listen to it as a radio program. Because you can listen to it as and when you want. Right. And as. you can stop it in the middle and, you know, whatever it is. And, and start the episode and realize you don't like it and go on to the next one. Um, so, so yeah, I think that, that there, there's much in the same way, I think, as, as what's a movie and what's a television program. The, these categories that we have are in some ways antiquated and, and reflect the, the technologies we grew up with rather than the technologies we have. Right. Um, what's the difference between a movie and a television program? Well, a movie is two hours and a television program is an hour, half an hour to an hour, even though we both watch them on our phones, you know, through the same places. So, so uh, you know, we call them different things, even though they're, they're not. Um, right. Time for last reps, Frank. What you got? I've got two. Well, first of all, David, I, I, sorry, I'm not, I'm not done. Oh, you're not done. You've got things. It's not time I've got this. things because you asked me to think about what I've enjoyed the most. Oh, and so okay. I want to give thanks to our listeners. Yes. And because it wouldn't be possible without you and continue to get in touch with us. Um, and we really, really value your feedback. Well, it wouldn't be possible without them. We would be speaking to the board. Well, that's true. And we would do that. Yeah. But, well, that goes to my second point, which I, I want to stress, which is, one of the things I've enjoyed most about this is conversing with you. And now yes. that we're about to go in different directions, I'm coming back next summer and you're departing for the U.S. Mm. Um, and, and our temporary separation of this year is going to become a more permanent one. Mm. I'm eager to continue because I've, I've really valued our chats over the years. Yeah, David. No, we no. would have continued. We're, we've been colleagues and friends for a long time. But yeah. this has been a kind of regular thing. I would do it if we didn't have any listeners except for Mimi and <laughs> And and so I want to give thanks to no, you, David, well, well, for thank you for that. So that, yeah, that's it's... what I've enjoyed the most. Um, I you know there are some we've had some funny moments both on the air mm. and off the air. Occasionally things that have had to be edited. Yeah, <laughs> Although we don't do a heavy editing job. Uh, but but uh, I've really really 
enjoyed this. I can't believe it's been seven years. Yeah, I I, I'm, I'm just shocked at that. So, so I just want to oh, acknowledge uh, that, David. And uh, thank you for that. your friendship. Uh, well, I thank you for it. And you know, I think especially during like the pandemic, when mm. when we were all everyone was very isolated, it was really helpful for me to you know mentally just be able to, you know, uh, have some means to to keep my mind off of how the world was falling apart then. No, as opposed to how the world's falling apart now, which right. is in entirely different ways. But. And, and I will say that every week thinking, okay, because the premise of this podcast is trying to give historical context to contemporary events. And some weeks have been tougher than others. Mm. Sadly, often we, we had no shortage of material. Yes. Uh, because, and, and, and that posed its own challenges. But, but thinking historically and not thinking, okay, I've got to teach this this week. Mm. You know, thinking like an academic, but trying to think, okay, What's going on in the world that has deeper roots, and how do mm. we think of you know? I I think it's it's been really helpful as far as my own thinking yeah. in a given week, and thinking okay, what's the topic this week, and why? Why will that work? And we don't know what what's what's interesting to me is how often, especially when we've been apart, so we've been doing this by mm. email, we come up with the same topics. topics yeah. And then there are other times where we come up with completely different topics, and that that is also interesting. And then I like it when we think, oh, there's not really anything going on, but we, we keep a list of sort of things that we can that are not time specific, but that are relevant that we might do, and we go to one of those, or we just say, hey, let's talk about baseball. Well, exactly. You know, when, then, when in doubt, go, you know, go the ahead. morning zoo, David, Frank, <laughs> uh, on sports radio. Um, I, I know I've learned a lot in the process of doing this because it's yeah. required me to, to think in different ways and to research topics that otherwise I wouldn't have delved into otherwise and and to think about you know events outside of my little area of expertise yeah and to some extent this grew and i know we won't have to wrap up but mm. this grew out of our teaching together on the big survey course yeah. in u.s history at, at edinburgh that we do with a lot of great colleagues as well and the great thing about that kind of approach you know we're specialists in particular areas is you, you want you have to take a big picture mm. and think think try to think big about things and i think the podcast has encouraged us to do that um, and so I really, yeah, I really, really value it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I value you, David. Oh, so I, fa- I value you too. Yeah. So. And Bella's uh, been good today. So yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, the I, dog I is, is, the dog only barked a little bit, bit, although she's sleeping right now. Yeah. So we value you too, Bella. Bella's yes. um, <laughs> guest appearances. We probably shouldn't say her name. Okay. Time um, for last drop. Yeah, last drop. So I've got two. Great. Uh, one is there was an essay in the recent issue of The Atlantic called uh, The Traitor's Traitor by uh, Eric Foner, a great historian of the Civil War and Reconstruction. And it's a review essay of Liz Varen's, uh, Elizabeth Varen's uh, new biography of James Longstreet. And Professor Varen is, is a professor at the University of Virginia. She's written this um, really, well, seemingly excellent, I haven't read the biography mm. yet, but I have read a very favorable review, this favorable review of Longstreet. And it's really about, it's about the Civil War, of course, and Longstreet's an important figure, as you well know, David, in the military history of the Civil War. But his post-war history is interesting as well, because he's, um, he becomes a Republican and, and he basically repudiates the lost cause. Uh, and, and Foner's essay is excellent as a review essay, mm. as a model of a review essay. In fact, I said to you before we went on the air, it does two things. It made me want to read Varon's book, but also made me think, I probably don't need to read this <laughs> book because this essay is so good about it. But I can, str- hi- I want you to go by Elizabeth Varon's book, okay. um, but but um, read read uh, Eric Foner's essay. It's uh, really worth your time. I, uh, it's on my to read list. Uh, Varon's book. Uh, I've heard talk about it, and it's wonderful. And my second, uh, and I realize having two last drops is 
Redundant. Is, yeah. Uh, my second last drop <laughs> is uh, the actor Andre Brower died last week, sadly, at age 61. Uh, Brower was at least best known to me. He, de- he was in a lot of things. Mm. In fact, that's what, one of my points. Mm. Um, you know, he was in Homicide and so on. He really, at the turned out near the end of his life, his he his he's probably best known for playing Captain Raymond Holt in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and he played you know he deadpan that role. He was mm. very very funny and very very good, uh, and that role is that actually program is worth watching and all kind for all kinds of reasons. But I discovered, and this was well known to you, mm. I now know from our pre pre game talk, um, that. Uh, he played Thomas in Glory. He was a main, he was one of the main characters in Glory. One of his earliest roles. I think that was his first role out of Juilliard. Right. Know, was, was, and I, ha- I just never made that connection. Although I'd seen Glory and I've seen Brooklyn Nine Nine, no, no. I never made the connection. Well, he looks a bit different at the age of nineteen and the age of fifty, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, um, we all do, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and that's testimony to his range as an actor. So, so rest in peace. Andre Brower and congratulations on a, on yes. a wonderful career. And he, he's sadly gone too soon. But okay. uh, the connection to the film Glory, which we've discussed in the past, uh, makes it relevant. So, yeah, to be sure. what do you have, David? Uh, well, I want to. Um, I'm trying to make sure that in my now my last year at Edinburgh, I'm doing all the things uh, at least one more time before I leave. And one of the things I'm excited about uh, later this week on December 29th is the uh, Hogmanay Torchlight Procession. And I don't know whether, you, I think you've probably done this, Frank, but for those of you who have not done this, there is a torchlit procession through the city of Edinburgh. It starts in the meadows this year, um, in which people have, like, serious torches that are, you know, three feet tall. Uh, people, you know, uh, carrying it through the city, and obviously at, at Edinburgh this time of year is very, very dark. And it gets very dark very early. Uh, but to see thousands of people walk through the city of, of and it's going to walk through all the way through Old Town and, um, with, with with lots of fire it's just an amazing thing to see um and so i'm looking forward uh, to that and it's a it's a fundraiser for for charity so it's a it's money well spent to to, to pay your money to, to, to get a torch to to not only participate in this but also to, to help out people in need so i'm looking forward to that excellent so in fact yesterday of course was the 21st the shortest day, day of the year. year we had six hours and 58 minutes it's of light here in edinburgh uh, barely but, even but the days are getting longer, longer now exactly. david, so. So, all right cheers cheers david congratulations yes. 250 more <laughs> the whiskey rebellion is hosted by david silkenet and frank cogliano David is a senior lecturer in American history at the University of Edinburgh, and Frank is professor of American history and Dean International for North America at the University of Edinburgh. The Whiskey Rebellion is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. You can follow the show on Twitter at WhiskeyRebelPod, and like the show on Facebook for updates about current and future episodes.